They would say that this nonprofit board is doing exactly what it was set up to do, which is have a nonprofit that can be a check on kind of capitalism and be a check on the commercialization of this technology. Welcome to the Powers That Be Daily, Puck's podcast focused on the intersection of Wall Street, Washington, Silicon Valley, and Hollywood, and the players who run it all. I'm Peter Hamby. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Today, I'm joined by Teddy Schleifer for his take on the roller coaster ride that is OpenAI. CEO Sam Altman was shockingly forced out of the company over the weekend by the board, which then recanted after an employee revolt. And, well, we don't even know where this fast-moving story is going next. Teddy takes us through the ins and outs of the drama and what it means for the future of artificial intelligence. We'll discuss all that and much, much more on today's episode of The Powers That Be. Are you tired of sleeping hotter than hell? I sure am. I sleep hot. There's something crucial about sleep that eludes us when we're too warm, too uncomfortable, and too caught in the web of our own thoughts to drift off. And while curiosity fuels our days, science tells us that cool sleep recharges our nights. That's where Chili Pad by Sleep Me comes in. Meet the bed cooling system that elevates the quality of human life through cool sleep. The Chili Pad bed cooling system is your new bedtime solution. I love it. It lets you customize your sleeping environment to your optimal temperature, ensuring you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Chili Pad works with your existing mattress. It's a water-based mattress topper that continuously controls your bed temperature from 55 to 115 degrees, allowing your body to rest and recover. This isn't just about escaping the heat, it's also about optimizing your sleep for better health, more energy, and improved physical and cognitive performance, which I obviously need hosting a podcast. Chili pads are designed for one or two sleepers, so if your sleep partner likes to sleep at a different temperature, or you only need it for one side of the bed, that's okay too, and we know that's crucial. Plus, you can schedule automated temperature changes to trigger deep sleep. But when I'm at home, Chili Pad solves those problems. So trust me on this one. Visit sleep.me slash powers to get your chili pad and save up to $315 with code powers. This offer is available exclusively for powers that be listeners and only for a limited time. Order it today with free shipping and try it out for 30 days. You can return it for free if you don't like it with their sleep trial. Visit www.sleepsleep.me slash powers because you're not just investing in better sleep, you're creating a better life. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the powers that be. I hope everyone is enjoying uh, scrolling relentlessly through recipe websites before Thanksgiving. When you go to the recipe websites, you got the intro, you got the person's life story, you got background on flour and wheat and all the ingredients that take you to all these different pages. Then you keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling all the way down to the end where if you're lucky, you get the ingredients and a recipe. That's my experience, at least. Teddy, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're a home chef, but man, I really hate those websites. Maybe OpenAI can solve this for us. Sure. Uh, if if OpenAI exists by Thanksgiving, which is all of 48 hours away, which we should we should figure that out on the over the next couple of minutes. <laughs> Dear Chat GPT, how do I make stuffing? Teddy, I do want to talk to you about all of this. Some um, wild drama 
at OpenAI over the weekend. Sam Altman forced out as the head of the company by the board, and then the board sort of tried to take it back, and there were all these negotiations, and then Sam apparently is going to work for Microsoft instead. I haven't followed the ins and outs of this as closely as you have. I was looking at Twitter a little bit over the weekend. Tech and business reporters have a tendency to treat every little teeny tiny incremental story in that world as if it's like Edward R. Murrow on the London rooftops covering the Blitzkrieg. So like sometimes it's hard to tell what's real and what's not when when it comes to what really matters. But I did see many tech journalists tweeting that this was a earthquake on the magnitude of Steve Jobs being forced out of Apple back in the day. So knowing that, I haven't followed every little detail of the story. Sure. Just set the table for our audience. One, who is Sam Altman and what is OpenAI? And then cut to the chase. What happened last week? Sure. So Sam Altman is one of Silicon Valley's highest profile entrepreneurs um, who for the last decade or so ha- has been, I think he's on first name only basis, you know, up there with Elon and Cheryl, people just know who Sam is. And for the last five years, Sam has been the leader of a company called OpenAI, which makes ChatGPT, which gives you your Thanksgiving recipes, but more broadly is sort of the uh, the poster child or, or, or the it boy of Silicon Valley's AI praise, which really started late last year with the release of the most recent version of ChatGPT. And OpenAI has, 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 you know, valued or is expected to be valued at $80, $90 billion, something in that neighborhood in an upcoming fundraising round. Um, and more broadly, Sam and OpenAI were the, when you talked about artificial intelligence and uh, generative AI, so the idea of, of artificial intelligence that can generate new understandings, people would talk about Sam and this company. Uh, people are certainly talking about Sam and this company now because last Friday afternoon, I was sitting at my desk doing, uh, you know, expecting kind of a quiet couple days before, you know, people start to skip town for, for the holiday. And OpenAI announces leadership transition, makes it across my desk. You see this and you're like, hmm, you know, maybe they're like replacing, you know, the VP of sales. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Mr. Altman's departure follows a deliberative review process by the board, which concluded that he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. The board no longer has confidence in its ability to continue leading OpenAI. Holy shit. You know, when you, when you read that, it's like th- this is a story that's not on anybody's radar at all, right? It's not like there have been leaks about trouble at OpenAI or, you know, Sam and talks to leave. Like, this just comes out of nowhere. Plus, like, you know, that those two sentences, a lot going on there. Consistently candid. Like, what? So this then like unleashes this you know, furious race to figure out like what the fuck just happened here. And, you know, recording this Monday night, like, I don't think we still have all the answers, but that's, that's the table setting, Peter. And then we should go day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, because this saga, you know, if jobs was ousted in, in 2023, you know, it would happen more slowly, but you throw in kind of the play by play happening on Twitter. And, uh, this just becomes, uh, really, really like, you can't, you can't take your eyes away from it. Before getting into the play-by-play, I think a lot of people, when they saw this story, were concerned that AI had become sentient, kicked Sam Altman out, uh, something something along those lines. You know, the general sort of hazy concerns about AI 
uh, bringing about the e- end of civilization. Where, as far as you know, <laughs> maybe not that far, but like as far as you know, did this dispute have anything to do with safety concerns about AI, or was this more insider drama, which we'll get into? I think it definitely had uh, at least part to do with safety concerns. That that seems to be true from the reporting. Uh, that we have as of right now, if you kind of consider the totality of what we know. And before we get into the play-by-play, I think that understanding the safety concerns means understanding the governance of this company. So OpenAI was actually originally a nonprofit. It was started by people including Elon Musk, including Sam Altman, I believe back in 2015 as a nonprofit that was going to study AI and AI risk. It was started you know, to try to uh, basically create a safe AI And that in 2019 changed because they basically changed the structure so that they could develop a commercialized product. And what ended up happening was that nonprofit that had been started in 2015 ended up effectively governing a new for-profit company that could raise outside money and have investors and be like a normal startup. So this is all going to come to a head uh, over the course of the weekend. But at this point, all you need to understand is that there is this existing nonprofit, which is very concerned with AI safety, which governs a, another company, which is a more traditional startup, which hmm. is focused on commercializing the product and making it make money, just like all startups. And that's kind of the core of the tension that plays out over the next couple of days. Teddy, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to get into that tension. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash powers that be. netsuite.com slash powers that be. That's netsuite.com slash powers that be. Hey, Powers That Be listeners, I'm here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated list of gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. I use Etsy all the time and have for years. I bought my brother some artwork. I bought my wife some jewelry. I even bought a rug 
for our living room on Etsy. I love it. But there's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for friends and family members around the holidays or birthdays in my life. And sometimes I get super stressed trying to find the perfect thing. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found the perfect gift for a buddy who's just as into Cincinnati sports as I am, a hot cup of Joe, Joe Burrow mug. That's right, I found that on Etsy, it's amazing. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic, try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Welcome back to The Powers of Be, everybody. I'm talking with Teddy Schleifer about the drama at OpenAI. So, Teddy, you mentioned the tension between the commercial side uh, of this company and the sort of do-gooder, nonprofit side. Specifically, like, what did the board at first say? I mean, you, you told me what the statement said, but, like, what what does your reporting suggest that the actual tension was here with, with, with Sam? So, maddeningly, we have basically nothing else um, about the actual specifics they discovered um, about him not being consistently candid. So, you know, it's obviously a huge accusation throughout and, you know, it was just an accusation. They acted upon it. You know, they, they, they fired the guy um, who, you know, is so uh, intertwined with this company, but there's been very little hard reporting that tells us what exactly, you know, hmm. happened here. Like, you know, is he embezzling money? Is he, you know, lying to authorities? Is he lying to, you know, about does he, does he, is he his name really even Sam Altman? Like all these things, <laughs> we have no idea what he's talking about, what, what the board is talking about. And the, and the board made up a number of people. One of this guy, one is a kind of Ilya Subscriber, who um, was one of the co-founders. And what we learned in, in the aftermath of this is that Ilya, well, I'll just prefer going by his first name going forward because, again, Silicon Valley, Ilya has approached, approached Sam and Cheryl and Elon status himself. Um, <laughs> Ilya basically led, I think it's fair to say, a coup. And it's become a loaded word that's been bandied about by Sam's defenders. But essentially what mm -hmm. happened was Ilya told Sam and his deputy, this guy named Greg Brockman, that there had basically been a secret board meeting and the other four members of the board cast out Sam and Greg. And what happens next is, is a weekend for the history books. Essentially, Sam and Greg, who are blindsided, ha have basically rallied the entire company, which is about 700 people. Uh, based in San Francisco, against the board. Uh, they've also rallied all of their investors against the board. And wow. remember, these investors are the investors in the for-profit company. And this is mm -hmm. the board of the non-profit company, which is mm -hmm. basically the core issue here, which is that the employees and the investors certainly are trying to create a commercialized product that they think is going to be successful and valuable. And, you know, the investors want to make money on it, but they really have no control over it because the governance and the people who can fire Sam Altman and, you know, post these blog posts with announcing leadership transitions, they have like no leverage over those people because these are four folks who are appointed by a nonprofit that in their job is to follow the nonprofit's charter. And they're basically shit out of luck. So now over the last 48 hours, 72 hours, Sam has been negotiating using all of his, you know, public persuasion. And he's done a pretty remarkable job of like mobilizing his his fanboys across Silicon Valley and his employees to try to get his company back. There is a third entity that we should talk about that goes by the name of Microsoft, which I've is sort of, of 
playing another role that is sort of an advisor to Sam, also sort of a competitor to OpenAI, but they're the they're the third entity. But don't they have haven't they invested in OpenAI? Right. They pledged for ten billion dollars in OpenAI. Hmm. And OpenAI for Microsoft is, you know, their big bet on the future uh, of, of technology, really, and the future of, of, of society. But they were blindsided by this announcement, too. They're not on the board of the nonprofit. Hmm. And they, as of this recording, are currently planning on hiring Sam Altman and hiring Greg Brockman. And they basically said they'll hire anybody else from OpenAI who wants to walk into the doors in Microsoft, which, if you look at kind of the public utterances of employees, could be the entire company. So you suddenly have this scenario where, where Microsoft, which is an ally of OpenAI, and you know is sort of going to, at least at this rec- at least this recording, seems to be on pace to acquire the entire company for basically no money, or at least all of its employees and Sam. Um, and you know that's kind of created this uh, this meme that OpenAI, this eighty billion dollar company with seven hundred employees and you know far and away the leader of the AI race, seems to have just imploded. Uh, because of the decision by the board. Funny enough, this guy Ilya, who was what, the guy who ousted Sam, now regrets the decision. He's posted publicly on Twitter that uh, you know he did not mean to do this, and certainly the board did, you know bit off more than they could chew for sure. Ilya was one of the people who signed the open letter saying that the board should resign. He's on the board. Like the, the, this, this is, this is just, uh, it's become like a joke where where um, suddenly. Really now, I guess three people. The remaining three people on the board uh, are up against 700 employees, Sam Altman, and kind of Microsoft. Though you wonder, maybe Microsoft is fine with this outcome because they end up basically inheriting OpenAI, even though their investment in OpenAI might be written down to zero. They might win the entire company through another means. So, really, really insane. Ilya's tweet, uh, I just pulled it up. Actually, says this. I deeply regret, by the way, this is this is Monday. This is after this whole weekend. I deeply regret my participation in the board's actions. I never intended to harm OpenAI. I love everything we've built together and I will do everything I can to reunite the company. I mean, this is like, we ascribe some level of sophistication to titans of the tech universe. And in, in, in my world in politics, I think a lot of people think this world is more sophisticated than it actually is. The fact that he's sort of like basically begging on Twitter for everyone to come back together just suggests that these Mm -hmm. people aren't as brilliant at certain things as we think they are. Sure. I mean, look, I mean, the, the, uh, they did not mean for this to go this way for for sure. And, and ultimately you got to wonder whether or not there's any way to ever kind of put this this genie back in the bottle. Sam is now demanding that he will, or implying he will come back only if OpenAI basically gets rid of the entire board. You wonder whether or not the governance structure they set up to begin with is going to persist. You know, he might want to have the nonprofit go away entirely. And, and when you take a step back here, mm. this, this really does matter because, you know, the personalities are interesting and certainly the boardroom drama is interesting. But like, there is a very real contingent of people in the United States and around the world who worry about AI safety and worry that, you know, commercialized yeah. product uh, could go too far. And and they would say that this nonprofit board is doing exactly what it was set up to do, which is to have a nonprofit that can be a check on kind of capitalism and be a check on the commercialization of this technology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that everyone is mad at them is sort of the, the whole reason that they're there. They're meant to be kind of this bulwark against 
people doing stupid things with a technology that's very powerful. So certainly they're taking a lot of heat and they're certainly losing the PR battle. And, you know, that's kind of the way it is. But um, I don't know if people can really complain because uh, this is a nonprofit doing exactly as it was set up to do. So the last thing I want to ask you is on that topic. I mean, an impression I've received from watching all this stuff from a distance is that it feels like Sam is more interested in the for-profit side Hmm. of this than the protect the world side of this. Is that a fair assessment or not? It's complicated. I mean, mean, Sam, you know, set this up early on or, you know, to be a totally not to be a nonprofit, not focused at all on kind of commercialization. And there is another uh, AI startup called Anthropic that you may have heard Mm. of, which is sort of a competitor to OpenAI. It actually splintered off from OpenAI a couple of years ago. Um, which is more focused on safety than open AI is. Mm. But I would say he's trying to position himself as, as kind of a, a middle ground between what are called sometimes accelerationists, people who are like technology, go, 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 like AI safety is overrated. Um, a middle ground between that and sort of the anthropic view of the world, which is more aligned with effective altruism, more aligned with like doomerism and, and maybe science fiction about, you know, AI robots taking over. And so Sam's tried to kind of be a middle ground between the two poles, I would say. Well, you know, I'm only saying this because you reported on their recent infatuation with one another, but it'll be interesting to see what impact this has on Dean Phillips' Democratic presidential campaign. We'll see. If oh, sure. Sam yeah. Still interested. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the side. That's the side plot that really matters here. That's the headline, honestly. Um, Teddy, buddy, thank you so much for for your reporting. Have a great Thanksgiving. You bet. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Powers That Be. As a reminder, The Powers That Be is the official podcast of Puck. We'd like to thank Ben Landy, Liz Goff, and Alex Bigler for their editorial and production guidance. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend. It really helps us keep delivering the inside scoop that only Puck can offer. Follow us on Twitter at Puck News. I'm Ben Landy. See you tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Odyssey. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. The Powers That Be Daily is executive produced by John Kelly, co-founder of Puck, Bob Tabador, and Ben Landy, executive editor at Puck.